In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, the most glory forever. Amen. And the, the Holy Week is in, is in, in the beginning of it. Um, God is talking about um, something that affects all of us, uh, which is uh, choices, or to make a choice. The choice that the person makes um, makes him either go in a right direction or go in a wrong direction. Before anything to contemplate on, just make sure uh, as long as you're living and you make a wrong choice, it's never over, it's never wrong, it's never you're lost, it's never a lost cause. Even if it wastes time and there is things that go wrong because of the choice, never lose hope, never ever lose hope that you say, I made the wrong choice, my life is over, uh, it's done, I wasted so much time. Um, this is, um, the devil wants you to feel def defeated and you evaluate your life based on the choice and you never try to uh, correct it because he always frames you as somebody who can never do good choices. Don't listen to this. Don't ever listen to this. Uh, making right choices saves time and saves energy and saves emotions and saves eternity. But eternity, because it's the ultimate choice, the, the, the Lord tells us, even if you make wrong choices like St. Peter did, and he contributed to the people who left God alone, he still says, it's okay, you can attend to my people, you can attend to my flock, and I will never even derank you, I will never make you not one of the 12 disciples. The 12 disciples are the highest rank in the church. He chose 70 others, as it tells us in St. Luke's Gospel in chapter 10. But they are below the, the 12. The 12 are, are, are the absolute highest. And that's why we put them crowning our church immediately under the cross. So when you see the cross on the 12 disciples, you remember that the Lord forgave them that when they made wrong choices except once and John and they left him and abandoned him, the Lord in his infinite mercy and love, he did not erase their names from the church. He did not demote them. He did not tell them it was wrong to choose you. In fact, he did the opposite. He kept the rank and he kept their choice. You as a son and daughter of God will never lose this identity, never, even if you sin. Does that encourage sinning? No, it's a waste of time to sin. It's a waste of energy. It's a waste of life. But you will never lose your identity or the Lord says, I don't know you because you're the son and you're the daughter of God. We're called Christians because we change our last name to take the name of Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus the anointed. And we all got anointed so our identity becomes in him that we are one with God. His Holy Spirit dwells in us. And then we partake of the communion, so he becomes part of every single cell of our body, abides in me and I in him. How he does that, that's the mystery. But why he does that, that's very, very clear, because God never wanted us to, want us to be separated for him, from him eternally. Even in eternity, there is the tree of life, which is the holy partaking of God in a way that we'll see when, by God's grace and by God's help and by God's benevolence, get us there. So let's see some choices as we get into the Holy Week. At the outset of the Holy Week, there is a major miracle where God will display His glory in a very clear way 
that people should not doubt in him. What is that miracle? What is that major miracle? Very big one. Hmm. Raising of Lazarus. After every cell of Lazarus has completely got a stench. Nothing functioning. Nothing functioning. And also, something happened is that a lady decided to waste what is more than one year's salary at that time could be sold by 300 denarii like Philip when he said to feed the people said even 200 denarii will not be enough to feed 5,000 besides women and children so imagine now she wasted 300 denarii in her own thinking that's not a waste so God is telling us it's about choices of how you think as well this lady said anything I own is not too expensive for God is not considered uh, what a waste Hussar. I'll give God a little bit this is too much for God and the, another person saw the same scene and he said this could have been sold and give to the poor did he mean this no he didn't who's that person that's Judas who might have considered that his life was God was a waste it was a bad choice you're from the 12 disciples there is not, nothing higher than you you listen the 12 disciples are, are having the privilege that they listen to very intimate teachings of Christ that the rest of the people didn't listen to they didn't remember it, they didn't understand it all, the Holy Spirit then reminded of them, but, but Judas was exposed to the very, very dear teachings of, of God. And he was sent and cast out demons and healed the sick. So, choices. One lady decided that nothing is expensive even if you pour it on Christ. And a person seeing the same scene, unfortunately said, it's a waste. This is even impolite, Yani. When we come to the church, if we come forced, or if we come because I want to get myself into the habit, forcing yourself on something spiritual, God loves it. Because he says, this person doesn't love me fully yet, but he is doing the right thing. And... Loving me when I'm invisible is not that easy. So when you come to the church, even with a little bit of self-coercion, God doesn't see this as lack of love. God sees this as a mother sees his, her child taking the first step. My fish mother, there's no mother that when she sees her child who doesn't walk at all, takes the first step and she looks at him and says, my son or my daughter doesn't know how to walk. Exactly, it's the exact opposite. My son or my daughter took the what? The first step. And they're very happy with it. Although it's very awkward and limping and the brain still building up the connections and measuring um, or connecting the how is it going to be the hand-eye coordination and the kinematics of the body and so forth. But a, a mother or a father looks at this and is very, very joyful. They took the first step. They said the first word, and we, you're trying to decipher what that word is, and you're very, very happy, and it becomes a, a source of joy. This is exactly the smile on the face of God when he, 
when you wake up early and you want to sleep more and you're not in the mood of coming but because it's the right thing to do you will do it God I think gives you double blessing that you're something you're not accustomed to but you will do it because it's the right thing so the event of somebody thinking that there is nothing too expensive for God even if it's poured on him and somebody because he's self-centered he thinks this should have been kept to give to the poor and he said this as the Bible tells in St. John chapter 12 he said this not because he loves the poor but he loves himself so he steals from the from the money that's supposed to be used for expenditure on Christ and the disciples in fact women supported Christ and his ministry this is in um, in, in St. Luke chapter 8 that he was supported from women who supported him from their substance or sustenance another image about the raising of Lazarus is people are coming flocking to see this man who was dead for four days and now is alive to just look at him is like he's sitting like a zombie is he normal is this the same is he acting normally this has been dead for four days that is unheard of like they've see, we've seen we've seen miracles of raising the dead while their body is still warm there's the recent like the Shunammite woman um, with Elisha and, and with Elijah as well um, so what do we do with this this is somebody who has been like we've seen the wailing we've seen the crying we've seen the St. Mary and St. Martha bewailing him and Christ delayed and says I'm going to wake him wake him and he meant his death so the, the attitude of what some people say this is a miracle and we should believe in him and then the Pharisees like Judas says what people are believing in him because of Lazarus let us kill kill who kill who kill Lazarus <laughs> wow choices choices situation is presented to you at work home with your spouse with your children with your father with your mother and then you make a choice and this choice is either you're gonna use your life effectively and efficiently and redeeming the time because you don't know what's coming in the future or you might take like a big turn and then if if you're smart or wise you will do the u-turn the, like the prodigal son but then what what is the value would like to put on this on this time that we swerved and believe me the wisdom to come back as I said at the beginning never look how much time you wasted never look how much life you wasted never look how much energy you wasted what you care about I can never ever lose eternal life even if I didn't use my life efficiently but you're young so do the right decisions situations that you see do the right choice about it do the choice of the woman that God is can never spare anything from him because he gave me my whole life. This is all belongs to him. And if a miracle is done by my friend, miracle something, good achievement, I shouldn't be jealous about it. I actually should encourage because blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Inherit the earth means inherit the, the hearts of the people that live on earth. The last thing, um, it's a Matthew compelling Simon of Cyrene, Saman al-Qairawani, Simon of Cyrene, who's somebody who's visiting Jerusalem in order to do the pilgrimage 
because God in, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, he said there is a certain place you bring your, your, your sacrifices to it, wherever you are. He gave exception for people that are very, living very far, and that's in fact why the, in the Pentecost there is people with many languages were in Jerusalem. They're coming from everywhere, Cretans, uh, Arabs, every, every tongue. And this is the, that Pentecost feast for them was very different than everything else when, when St. Peter spoke the sermon, uh, the first sermon. Back to Simon of Cyrene. He's coming to do religious um, business. He happy, happens to be in Jerusalem. He's from Cyrene. And he was forced to carry the shame because there's somebody who's going to be crucified. And they're telling him, come carry the cross with him. Cross? The, everybody is cursed if he's hung on a cross. Christ is not cursed. Christ is a carrier of a curse. He carried our curse in order that we get spared from it. He's a carrier of sin. He's not a sinner. Behold, the Lamb of God who carries the sin of the world. So, Simon of Cyrene, who carried the cross with Christ, compelled, he was compelled to do this. What was his feeling when they were taking him away from the cross after being face to face with Christ? How much money would you put if they give you three seconds or few seconds to be under the cross with Christ and see him face to face? All of us would have lines and lines and lines and we put whatever we have in order to get few seconds just to be literally with the face of Christ under the cross. So what have started with, it is not my choice to do it, definitely at the end ended like to pull him away from the cross. It took a lot of effort. And you have seen Christ falling. You have seen Christ smashing his face and falling under the heaviness of the cross. And he found his value in this, found his value in what God has permitted him to be forced to do. So when you do something spiritual by force, it's not unaccepted. It's basically God gives you huge blessing because you're doing the right thing even if you're not yet convinced with it, but you know it's right, even if your heart is not leaning there yet. And gives you, he gives you a blessing because of this, because... Perfection of a, of, a, um, of a virtue is not the starting point. Starting point of any virtue is that I have to do the right thing even if I don't feel I want, I want to do it. So, in the rest of the Holy Week, we want to complete, contemplate on choices. Choices that the Son of God is showing His disciples. He's asking them, who am I? And... He's preparing them that the Son of Man will be delivered to the hand of the wicked, but he will rise again. He did not leave it at there. The second part, they forgot it. The intensity of the, of the condemnation of Christ made them forget this last part, that he would rise again. But Christ was honest with them. We're going we're gonna to go through a very, very, very tough time, but at the end, this tough time will not affect you. May the Lord give us that we... Um, be efficient in our life because our life is a minutes put together and if we've done something that is not a good choice God has his arms open God cares about eternal life God has put many mechanisms that we can fix our life the father of confession the prayer don't look behind you I forget what's behind I press forward 
don't be jealous with other people's successes who probably went ahead of you because they did right choices. The important thing is the kingdom of heaven. So always have hope and always try to make right choices with asking the father of confession. Try to perceive every situation the same like, like the woman, not like Judas, like the people who love to see Lazarus risen, not like the Pharisees who want even to kill Lazarus so Christ doesn't get any credit. And God, he said, uh, he said to us a very comforting verse in John 15, 5. Without me, you cannot do anything. Always remind him with this verse. God loves to be reminded with his promises. God, you said, I can't do it without you. So please, can you please interject? Can you please come quickly? May the Lord give you a holy week and preserve the angel of this, of this church, Abuna Moses, and protect your service to Christ as the glory of his good father and the Holy Spirit, one God, comes glory forever. Amen.